AmateurRadio15.com presents Photime, the other ham radio podcast, sponsored by Main Trading Company. Find them online at MTCRadio.com. Now, here's your host, Kale Nelson, K4CDN. A little special edition podcast for you this time. Hey, it's Kale, your host, K4CDN. A few months ago, Jeremy, KF7IJZ, and I did a podcast. Episode 2 it was, Solar Power and Field Day. We're still working on the after-action report for the field day regarding all the solar power options that they had out there. But uh, in that conversation, we mentioned, hey, Jeremy said, why don't I interview you for my YouTube channel? And in doing that, we can promote the podcast and we can create another episode for the podcast. So that's what this is. Not really an episode. We're calling it Six Bravo. And uh, it's an interview. It's a time, uh, a chat, a fireside chat with Kale. Jeremy and I are on the phone together, and we hope you enjoy the interview. Thanks so much again for listening to Photime. Hey guys, KF7IJZ here, and today the format's a little bit different. We are going to be doing an audio interview with Kale Nelson, K4CDN, of the Photime Amateur Radio Podcast. Um, hopefully by the time you're watching this, I've come up with something clever to do to put uh, images in the background or something. Um, but overall it's important that we get this out there. So it was about, I'm thinking four months ago, five months ago, I got a, a phone call from a, a good friend of mine, Gerald K, uh, KF5 JNU. And he said, Hey, I want you to talk to a buddy of mine down in South Carolina. Who's, who's trying to put together a podcast. And, uh, things kept getting in the way. It took us a little while to uh, connect, but I got a phone call one evening from Kale, K4CDN, who had a vision. And his vision was to do an amateur radio podcast for folks who are interested in modern technology, interested in portable operations, emergency communications, a uh, little bit of prepping, a little bit of being prepared and being able to serve your community, and a lot of other topics that he just wasn't seeing discussed in other common ham radio outlets. And so today with me, uh, I have Kale, K4CDN, who has been gracious enough to uh, allow me to come along on this journey with him for a few episodes. And uh, Kale is the owner, proprietor, and operator of AmateurRadio15.com, the uh, home of the Photime Amateur Radio Podcast, also known as the Other Ham Radio Podcast. Kale, welcome. Hey, man. Thank you for having me. And, and I'm still grinning from all of those nice words you said about me. Well, buddy, you've uh, you've certainly earned them. So... <laughs> As it stands, we're recording right now. Let's see, we just got episode five live last week, right? Right, yep, yep. Episode six is in post-production now, so I don't really know when we'll hear this on the air or on video, but uh, we're at least to six, approaching number seven. And so, you know, the let, let's start a little bit. Uh, we'll come back to episodes, but let's, first of all, Kale, tell us a little bit about you uh, and your background with amateur radio. Well, I, I've been a nerd my whole life, and uh, I think I've said that on the air a couple of times, or on the podcast, which I call the air because I'm an old radio guy. But I've been in the radio my whole life, and I guess it all got started when my grandfather had a CB radio that he used deer hunting with, and he had a spare, and he gave it to me, but it wouldn't work because you couldn't plug it into the wall. So I, I went out to my dad's murray riding lawnmower and took the battery out because i knew that it had had some power source and i'd ask enough questions to 
to have an idea of what was going on. So first grade, I've got a Johnson 23 channel blackface radio. And I take my dad's, uh, actually it was a Johnson, not a blackface, it was a messenger, sorry. Uh, anyway, I got the, the battery out of the lawnmower, took it in the house, put a magnetic antenna on the top of the roof. And I'm talking to the truckers at the TA that's about seven or eight miles away from the house. When my dad came looking for the ignition source for his lawnmower. <laughs> and that's my that's my earliest, uh, my earliest tasting of kind of doing my own thing. When I was a really small kid, I lived beside a truck driver. And he had a CB in his truck, of course, and he would let me talk on that. And it's just been an affinity of mine for years. And um, my wife knew that going into all this because she knew me with the CB radio. She knew me with the Nextels and whatnot. Uh, but amateur radio always seemed kind of like it was too much for me. It was a step that I, I wasn't willing to take. And and in, uh, in junior high school, I was, of course, a band nerd, and I played tenor saxophone just like my dad. And uh, as I got a little older, I got a job at a radio shack, as you can imagine most radio guys would love to work at. And there were this was back in the shack days when it was a good place to be and a good place to work. And, and there were amateurs in and out of there all the time. And, and every one of them, I, I guess that through conversation or whatever, they always asked me, man, you need to get your license. You need, you need to start studying. You need to learn Morse code and this thing. And I was chasing women and subwoofers, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I, 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 still, I still had the CB in the truck, and, and I'm not ashamed of that. Uh, it was what got me to where I'm at today, but I was more interested in, in, in women and in loud stereos. But as time went on, um, I, I, I bought a, I finally bought a study guide after spending some time uh, listening to shortwave radio. I bought a study guide, and it was a novice or um, a no-code tech study guide from Radio Shack. And I went through it, and I never did anything. And then that... Uh, that series of questions expired, so I bought another one. Long story short is I ordered one about three or four years ago, and it came in the mail. My wife just rolled her eyes when I opened it. She said, you're never going to take the test. There's no reason for you to have bought that book again. And that's really all it took. Um, I was by then the father of, I think, four kids at the time. And uh, I had pretty much quit chasing women in loud stereos and gotten over my Harley Davidson affliction and all of those things. So I was looking for something to do, and uh, we had moved out of the city into the country, and I had plenty of room to put stuff up, and I knew what was kind of expected. So I began studying, and just within a few weeks, I took the test and passed, and here I am today, and can just keep going on, but it's been quite a journey. Uh, to go back to the Radio Shack days, it was so weird. There was I wish I knew who this guy was, and I don't even know if he's still living, because he was a pretty old dude back then, but... There was a guy that came in all the time uh, to our Radio Shack, and he had this weirdest accent, you know. And who am I Who am I to speak of one with an accent? But <laughs> he came in. He was always the, – the, one of the first days I worked, he came in, and he was looking for some aluminum wire. And for the life of me, I had no idea what he was saying. So he actually had to show me in the store what he was looking for because I didn't know that that's how you pronounced aluminum anywhere other than South Carolina. We say aluminum. And uh, he was a big amateur operator, and I wish I knew the gentleman's call because he, through conversation, he really spurred some great interest for me. Well, very good. It's it's interesting how, uh, you know, sometimes as folks come into the hobby, you find that there were lots of opportunities for it to kind of creep into your life here and there along the way. So, you know, you, you went through all that. You gave up the women, the motorcycles, the, the loud stereos, and, and you picked up a microphone and a transceiver and some wire. So... What kind of operating do you enjoy doing mostly? Well, I, I I don't want to say I enjoy it the most, but the most operating I do 
is on our two-meter repeater locally. Uh, and reason being is um, I live way out in the country, and I have my shack in my barn, a real barn, like on a farm barn. That's where my shack is. And it's about 75 to 100 yards away from the house. So to come up here and operate, it takes a little doing. You know, you've got to get everybody adjusted in the house, and mom's got to be happy, and the kids are fed for the 17th time today, and no laundry has to be full. Yeah, you know those things, and you can just kind of sneak up, and you get like 30 minutes at a time. And, and I know there's, I've got some friends here, some Elmers, that just can't believe that that's how my hobby is. But it's the truth. Uh, HF is by far my most favorite way to operate. Uh, 20 meters is my preferred band, and I really enjoy uh, DX on 20. I also enjoy some um, some digital modes when I when I have a computer that will agree with me and allow me to do that. Um, but uh, Olivia is my choice for digital. I enjoy P, uh, PSK31 as well, but I like Olivia uh, because that's what a lot of my buddies use. Uh, but I really dig 20, and, I, and I've had contacts all the way up and all the way down. Uh, 10 meters is fun in the truck when it's a contest day and not a lot of fun any, any other time for me personally, uh, mainly because the kids are too loud. But past <laughs> that, uh, past that, I really, I really enjoy But, I, you know, I know a lot of people, I talk to a lot of people online and, and, and in the, uh, the podcast stuff here about their local clubs. And, you know, they have a really bad local club where they're located. And I, I feel so sorry for folks like that because, and, and my local guys probably aren't even listening to this, but we have such a great group here locally in the upstate of South Carolina that I feel bad for folks who don't have that type of ham community where they're at. Uh, we have a tremendous repeater. It's got just massive coverage for, for our, you know, area of operations here. And uh, we, we, all, we all get along and, and, and have a lot of fun together. So... I said a lot to just say HF in 20 meters. No, I, and and that's good. I mean, the having a good club is uh, is certainly a good uh, a good uh, source of inspiration, a good source of ideas, techniques, and uh, a good place uh, for fellowship and uh, and and sharing knowledge and operating with uh, other folks that share a, a, an interest in the hobby. So. You operate, you you have a shack. I don't even have a shack. My shack fits in a bag, as most of you guys have seen. I, I, I have to go out into the country somewhere in order to play radio because there's a 40-over uh, noise floor here where I live in my apartment. Um, so you, you, you have this stuff. You have an interest in amateur radio. You've got a great club. Um, you have a wife who sometimes lets you play with your radios. So tell us, uh, how did uh, the Photime podcast kind of come about? How how did you make the jump from getting on the air and talking to folks on 20 to getting on the Internet and talking to folks? Wow, that's a good question, Jeremy. Uh, it, it goes back again to my childhood. I've just always loved radio. And even what under, what minuscule understanding I have of it, it still just enamors me. And, and that sounds so ridiculously retarded to my wife and friends that I have who are not in amateur radio. But it's just it's just really cool to me to know that I've got a wire out here that's about eight feet above the ground at 70-some-odd feet long, and I've talked to a dude in Japan with it. I mean, that just blows my mind uh, because it's not supposed to work. But it, it, it did at least once. Uh, what got me into amateur radio, we've talked about what got me into Photon Podcast was I've always been into music as well, which is, you know, the, the other side of radio is music. And uh, I had an opportunity to join a local, local low-power, non-commercial FM radio station as they were getting off the ground just a few years ago. 
Well, it's been almost, it's over 10 years ago now. But anyway, I, I came in kind of on the bottom floor and I was doing some shows with them and I was doing some airtime. And um, <clears throat> I got around to being the, the program director of the station. I was programming the station, picking and choosing the music and making the friends in the industry. Absolutely just wholeheartedly loved it. But it was just destroying my time at home. Uh, even with it being almost like a non-paid volunteer kind of gig, uh, my heart was in it, uh, and, and when your heart is in something, it kind of takes your focus away from the things that are really important, like your wife and kids. But uh, I worked in I worked in non-commercial radio, and uh, loved being behind the microphone, loved being able to talk to people, loved being able to share myself with other people. So when I backed off of the radio station, I resigned from the from the uh, the station completely, just to focus more on home and our kids' education. I uh, I was good for about a year and a half, and I started getting real antsy and wanted something to do. I wanted to be heard again. And that may sound conceited, or you take it for whatever it's worth to you, but I felt like I still had something to say. So I, I got to kicking around, you know, what am I going to do? I, I, I want to, I'd even started talking about doing a part 15 AM station here at the house just to, to like talk to myself on the radio down at the <laughs> house from the barn. Uh, but that just goes to show you the level of, you know, when you, when you want to say something, you're looking for an avenue. So I, I started for some reason. I've I've always enjoyed Ken Blanchard and Blanchard Media Group, and uh, would listen to Ken's podcast. And somehow I was googling him one day, and stumbled over this guy named Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting dot com. And Dave, he's got he's like a podcast coach. He he does all these videos that I don't get to watch it down here on my internet connection, but he does a lot of great stuff. Great, he does podcast all the time about podcasting. And I was like, wait a minute, I could do that. Now, what am I going to do it on? I've got a voice, I want to talk. And I was like, heck, man, you know, I know that there's a couple of ham radio podcasts out there, but I've never listened to them. And there's no offense to any of the other guys. I've just never, I've never listened to them. So with that, I said, well, why don't you just start your own? And it was going to kind of be just a small thing for a limited number of people to just to kind of, you know, rib each other throughout the week with but uh some encouragement from from guys like gerald and greg and paul uh they were all pushing me man this could be bigger than than just us why don't you go and, and make it for everybody in the amateur community which i'm really thankful that they did because it's been accepted really well and that's where photo time came from i had already had already started working on the uh the uh, artwork I, I was paying someone to do the artwork for the show and had already settled on the the url and the name of the program uh, and, and then they, all this encouragement came to grow it larger, and I, I could not back off of what I had already done because I'd already got you know ready to say it. So uh, I kept it full time. I've kept it amateurradio15.com, and uh, that's how it, that's how the podcast came. I just wanted something to say and somebody to say it to. And I've, and I've said from the beginning, episode one, I, I came. The first thing I said is, I'm not the smartest guy in ham radio. I'm not the brightest bulb in the box. I don't intend to be. I don't want you to think I'm trying to be. But I want to bring the listener. I want to connect them with the people that are. And if they're not the smartest people, at least they've got a lot of great experience that they can share with someone else as well. So I'm I'm just a. It's like a morning show. You know, you you got a host of the program, and you got these really smart, beautiful people who come in and talk about smart, beautiful things. Well. We're ham nerds, so we're not really beautiful, but we got the smart <laughs> stuff. So, you know, I'm just here. I'm here to to make people make people grin and make others look really good, and uh, to share their experiences with the hobby that I've loved for years without even being involved. You know, to share that hobby, especially with new folks who are coming in who really don't know which way to go, 
and not that I'm like trying to direct traffic. I just want to let everybody know the different avenues that are available to you and how broad this hobby is. It's huge. It's so much bigger than just, you know, an old man pecking around on a, on a straight key or a guy uh, talking to his buddies across the state or making long-distance contacts. I mean, there's thousands of things to do in between all of that, and that's what I hope to, to be able to approach you with the show. Well, very good. And again, folks, the uh, the website is Amateur Radio 15. That's uh, Amateur Radio, all one word, 15.com, home of the Fotime Amateur Radio podcast. I'm here speaking with Cale Nelson, K4CDN, the founder of the Fotime Amateur Radio podcast. And, uh, you know, Cale, I, I, I certainly appreciate the opportunity uh, for giving me uh, a chance to, to participate with you and help do some interviews. And uh, I know that uh, it's something that has been really rewarding to, to spend my time towards. And it's it's been really cool to see, you know, things build. So, you know, that's that's something else. We, we, we've we got five episodes now, right? Five five episodes total. Number six yeah, is coming out. Complete. Okay. Mm-hmm. So talk about, uh, you know, you said you, it's kind of been bigger than you thought it would be. Can you talk a little bit about the response and, uh, you know, and, and how big has it gotten so far? Well, uh, I launched with two episodes. I really wanted to launch with three, and it didn't happen. And the first day we had 100 downloads. And, and I was just like, wow, 100 downloads. 100 people have listened. And then I thought, well, if they downloaded both of them, that was 50 folks. But still. You know, 50 people listening to somebody like me from South Carolina with a very limited knowledge of what they're talking about didn't sound too bad. And um, it spiked, and then it crashed, and then we released uh, episode number three, and it spiked again, and then it crashed. And when I say crashed, I mean it went from, I think the lowest day we've had is maybe nine downloads, and that was really early on. But uh, I think with our last episode, we had... 201 downloads the first day that it launched and and that was pretty cool i I don't know what these other guys are getting you know i know that in the 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 uh, podcasting community you know i get a thousand downloads a day or something i I, i'm not even trying to put myself there i know that we're a small niche community and uh, i know that even inside that small niche community i'm speaking to an even smaller smaller group of people because here i am trying to talk to the younger generation, trying to talk to the new guy. And there's folks that have been around forever. The majority of the 700,000 amateur operators, you know, around here are older than me. So I'm looking to talk to me. I'm looking to talk to you, the younger guy. And uh, so beyond that, let's see, we've almost got 3,000 downloads total, which is really exciting to me uh, with five episodes out there. That's at least, if you do do averages, you know, 600 people have listened. Um we're we're making a little a little headway on Facebook and a little headway on uh, Twitter, but not a lot. Facebook is uh, I'm not a, I'm not a Facebook guy. I'm not trying to be a Facebook guy, but I know it's a good way to promote your product. So if you're listening and you're on Facebook and you haven't friended me or liked me yet, please go do that and tell your amateur buddies to do it as well, so that we can continue to get the word out. Uh, one one cool thing I will share with you, Jeremy, real quick is uh, last week I got an email and, and I. Of course, we don't know when the last week will be when we air this program, but uh, it was right after you and Nick had been on about Pignology, which was a, a great a great show, by the way. Uh, I'm really glad you handled that interview because you knew what you were talking about, and man, you talk about being <laughs> lost. It would have been a sad, sad show with Kale, but you did a great job, and Nick was a lot of fun to listen to, and, and thanks again, Nick, if you're listening for your, your coupon code that you can find on the Photime website. But uh, 
listening to that, the next day I got up and there was an email from a gentleman in California. Please don't ask me to pronounce his last name. Um, but he said, man, I've really been enjoying your podcast. And uh, a member of our club, Nick, was on there with Jeremy this time. And that was really cool. I like your podcast so much. I'm going to put put a link to it on our club's website. And I was very flattered by that because uh, that was one of the, you know, biggest ways of some someone's shown me, hey, I really like what you're doing, that they wanted to share it with everyone else that they knew. I thought that was really awesome. And uh, even came back with a, a follow-up email um, talking about your work that, that, that they appreciated on the show and what you've done on your KF7IJZ YouTube channel uh, regarding solar and battery and whatnot. And uh, even offered uh, himself and others in their club for potential guests and, and topic hosts. So that was pretty cool as well. Uh, but it's been a lot of fun. I, I never knew that people would want to listen to me talk about ham radio. I just thought it would be fun to try. And and I'm still having a lot of fun so far doing it. Well, I you know, that's... Uh that's very similar to here with uh with my kf7 ijz uh you know solar amateur radio stuff i i started throwing the content out there because i had an interest to kind of share what i was doing and i have been overwhelmed by uh how much it's taken off and um i love the interaction uh with folks you know this week i've had folks from the philippines and folks from other people um in china reach out to me to start asking me questions about things and that that truly is humbling because i I mean amateur radio is all about talking all over the world the internet gives us the opportunity to reach the world and uh it's kind of cool to have a small little impact you know even if nobody else really cares at the end of the day i i uh, i get the warm and fuzzies from it so that's uh it's it's really cool to be rewarded for for getting recognized by folks that were never in your circle that you, you know, expected were your friends and family listening just to be nice for you. So, well, my friends and family don't listen. Are you kidding? (laughs) (laughs) So there's a scripture about that, you know? (laughs) So at this point, um, another thing that's, that's kind of interesting about the, the podcast is, is you launched right away with a sponsor and that sponsor, uh, was main trading company. And one thing that's been interesting about watching them as an amateur radio retailer is is how quickly they came kind of out of nowhere, but how dedicated they are to the amateur radio community and how how really good some of the deals they have to offer amateurs. Can you you talk a little bit more about them? Oh, absolutely. You could do a, you could do an entire program on Richard and Christie and their story. And I don't want to steal any of his thunder because he may be a future podcast uh podcast guest but i can tell you that uh there i'm trying to find the word to use here because it's beyond amazing how they got to where they are and what they're what they're doing right now for the for the amateur community and i mean they're making a living at it as well i'm not going to say that you know they're just killing it and they're driving range rovers and stuff like that because that's that's not what's happening but they have become one of the largest kenwood retailers and ICOM retailers in the nation, maybe even in the state of Texas, I think they hold both of those uh, brands as the, the largest retailers for the, for the Kenwood ICOM brands. And it's amazing. You're, you're very, you're dead on when you say not a lot of podcasts launch with a, with a sponsor. And it's kind of funny because I thought to myself, well, why not? I mean, of course, you need to go out and prove yourself and make sure you're not like some country women I am 
a country redneck kick on the air, but uh, you know you don't you, you want to you don't you know you want to make sure people can talk and and enunciate what they're trying to say and, and ask the right questions and be the right kind of host and have the kind of quality that you would want to associate your company with. When I approached Richard and Christie, they had they had no idea who I was. I had well, I had talked to Richard once or twice on the phone, and I'd spent some time ordering a couple of things from them on the phone with them, and but they, they probably didn't know who I was from that, but. I just sent him an email and I said, hey, my name's Kale, and I'm going to start a podcast, and I would love to get your company to sponsor me. And before you throw your hands up or start waving red flags, I don't want your money right now. What I want from you is Christy's voice. Christy is a a radio professional or an ex-radio professional just like I was, and uh, she has a tremendous radio voice, and she's the voice of the uh, Photon podcast intro and outro. And so we swapped her vocal work that she would get paid for for them being my sponsor for a while and in the midst of that they they have decided to do some really great things for podcast listeners and uh, they've got two packages put together they've got a really nice deal on a two meter base mobile rig through kenwood and they they got an amazing deal on a kenwood ts480 power supply g5 rv antenna uh, from radio waves i believe it's a uh, i believe it's a radio waves antenna i don't have it in front of me but gosh i wish i did have a ts480 in front of me that would be awesome uh, but but I don't. Uh, but I, I, I'm not getting that as a sponsorship uh, deal yet. Uh, we'll have to talk to Richard about that. He's probably not <laughs> listening either, so I can say all these things. They are phenomenal people. You know, it's easy for me on the podcast to get, go spend your money there. They'll, they will take care of you. And uh, a, a mutual friend of ours, Jeremy, on one of the Internet forums that we spend a lot of time on, was actually off somewhere away from home with his gear packed up in the back of a Jeep or something, and it fell out of the back of his truck. Somebody found it, took it to a ranger station. The ranger station called, I think, Kenwood. Kenwood wound up calling Main Trading Company, and Christy and Tammy and uh, the, the, the folks there at Main Trading Company spent like the next week trying to track down the, uh, the owner of the equipment. Wow who had bought it, and wound up shipping it. They found where he was supposed to be, so they shipped it to where he was supposed to be and he had already left that area and had gone back home well he he finally got his gear but i had never seen or heard of a company go out of their way the way that main trading did for this guy and that right there that was two years ago or so that let me know right there that they were good quality people and um you know, unless you talk to one of my old girlfriends from back in high school or something, I mean, <laughs> folks will tell you I'm I'm pretty straight with you. You know, I'm I'm going to shoot straight with you. I can tell you with all the sincerity that's in me that Main Trading Company will take care of you. And I've been really blessed to be able to be a partner with them in the Photon Podcast. They've been great. Um, they they just the other day sent me a brand new walkie-talkie to give away on episode seven, um, and and I bought a, a shoulder mic and a programming cable. So we've got a whole package. Uh, and all folks have to do is go to the Photon website and sign up for the email newsletter to be entered. That's all it takes. And that was a complete gift from the folks at MTC Radio. And like they're not already gifting us every time somebody buys one of these packages from them and saves 40-some-odd dollars. It, you know, I just I wish they had like a layaway. Radio Shack used to have layaway, and they don't <laughs> anymore either. Well, Main Trading Company is awesome. And you can find them. I need to say that. I sound like a NASCAR driver now. You can find them online at mtcradio.com. Yeah, mtcradio.com again. Yeah, that is, uh, they they have been uh, a very good company. They have um, been responsible for a lot of hams being able to find uh, their first radios at uh, at good prices. And I know this kind of sounds like we're shilling for them, but, uh, I mean, I, I'm not sponsored by them. My channel's not sponsored by them. Um, 
but it just the things I've seen them do have been really good, and they are the absolute place to go by Kenwood Radios. I I know for yep. a fact that at, at Dayton, uh, I had four, there were two people in my club who were going to be buying the brand new GPS enabled uh, Kenwood D710s. And uh, they had planned on buying it from one of the other folks at Dayton, and I sent them the emails uh, from MTC, and they were blown away at, at the price differences. And uh, I think my club members and five people ended up buying radios because that deal was so good. So uh, there you go. A quick shout out to them. Hard, and thanking they're them. hard to beat, man. That, it really is, and and a, a thank you to them for for what they're doing to make uh, amateur radio accessible uh, to folks. And I, I'm I'm just gonna say because I bring this up every time it comes up. The the Kenwood TS four eighty I used to own. I it had all the options. It had the TCXO. It had the filters, everything, the carry handle, and I sold it to a dear friend W four EDF, uh, so he could get into HF for uh, for hey, his yeah. first time. And I that's that's the single biggest regret of my amateur radio career is letting that radio well, go. I'm sure Ed's smiling right now. <laughs> Well, it's it's funny because when he uh, when he heard me on episode two, and I brought that up, he uh, he he said he chuckled because he realized he's like, wait a minute, he's talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Ed did a great job on the uh, the video the other day about making the antennas. Well, the dipole center, I, I really enjoyed that. By the way, good job, Ed. Well, actually, I'm uh, we're gonna be having him on uh, the podcast for a future episode as well. He wants to come on and talk about. Uh, gorilla antenna making basically and uh i've as long as i've known ed pretty much every time i'm over at his house we're outside and and fooling around with an off-center fed and holding an analyzer and trying different radials he is uh of all the hams i know he, he's probably one of the the biggest antenna experimenters I've, I've ever seen and he is a he is a former coast guard and uh his mastery of knots is just amazing and how valuable knowing knots is for antenna work is amazing, and that's something he'll talk about in the future. And speaking of future cool. episodes, and you just referred to it, you said you have a giveaway coming up with episode seven. And to remind yep. people, tell us again what you have to do to get signed up for that giveaway. Well, you simply go to AmateurRadio15.com, and there's a little box up on the right-hand side that says Sign Up for our newsletter. And you enter your first name and your email address, and I'm not going to spam you or fill your box full of anything, but it's a newsletter sign-up kind of a deal, and we'll be doing newsletters probably as our our uh, new episodes release, but at this time right now, we're using it solely for a registration form, if you will, to give away our Oshin HD. And look, well, I don't want an Oshin if you don't want it. You don't have to take it, man. I'll, I've got two that have worked <laughs> great for four years. I'll keep it. It's a UV5 Delta. It's a really nice radio, 2 meter 440. And uh, we're going to be giving it away, announcing it on episode seven. So go there now and sign up. And if this is already past episode seven, you've missed it. So sorry. We'll have to see what we can talk uh Talk to fine folks at MTC Radio to give us to give away again. So, all right, let's 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 talk some dates. It's August seventh, Thursday, August seventh. Today, next week is uh, episode six. So, what, do you know the date off the top of your head for episode seven? It looks like episode six should hit on the twelfth. Episode seven should be August the twenty sixth. All right, so that 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 puts some pressure on me that I got to get this uh, processed and uploaded to YouTube as fast as possible, so folks have a chance to <laughs> to get over there. <laughs> Well, you know, it's it's not a it's not a uh, a U kits and it's not a 
TM281 or a 2900, anything. It, it's a nice two meter 440 walkie talkie that uh, I used one as my first rig for, for, gosh, the first six or eight months that I was licensed. It was my man portable, my vehicle portable, and my base station radio. So, um, I've been pleased with them, and, and I was tickled when she gave when she sent us one to give away on the program. Well, speaking of future episodes, can you what what are some of the the other episodes that may be coming down the future? What are some other topics that we can expect to see uh, throughout the rest of the year? Well, Ed Cope is sitting over in the desert of Afghanistan right now, waiting for me to Skype him to uh, to chat about his work with his KX three iPad, his latest pigtail, I think he just got in the mail this week, and uh, we're going to talk to Ed via Skype from Afghanistan and talk about his JT-65 work. Uh, One of my Elmers here in town, I I had a request for a CW program, or Morse code, if you don't know what CW is, but uh, anyway, we're going to talk about one of those, we're going to have an episode about CW, and uh, I'm not really sure how that's going to go. But it should be interesting that uh, the gentleman that we're going to speak with is his name's Larry, and Larry is a an Elmer of mine. His call is NN4SS, and uh, he has been doing Morse code for probably close to fifty years, a contester and whatnot. Very knowledgeable. So we're going to talk about what is, how do you do it, what do you need to do it, kind of a thing. Uh, we also are have uh, is it WG Zero Alpha Tango. Uh, I believe you're working with with the GOAT SOTA guy. Is that correct? Yep, yep. I will be uh, uh, interviewing Steve next week for a future episode. Yeah, yeah. And and in the same vein, episode 7 will be an SOTA soda episode with Doug from Washington State. And uh, like I said, I'm working on it now. And that's that's number 6, sorry. Uh, Number 6 is is Doug. And it's going to be a lot of fun. I was doing post-production today and, and took out a bad joke that I made. Uh, in the editing, it was horrible, so I, I just decided it had to go. But, <laughs> but yeah, there I want to. I would like to. I'd like to do a digital mode show. I would like to find uh, a good host. I have approached a couple of folks who have all said thanks, but nah, I'm just not a guy that likes to talk unless I'm, you know, chasing DX, and that's okay because not everybody's got a mouth like me. Um, I've I've been beating on brick of lore to do a show about uh, all things Chinese walkie-talkies. Brick is just a a fountain of knowledge at uh, Brick of Lore. I think it's .com, and uh, Brick does a great job bringing us all the latest information on the low-cost Chinese HTs, and uh, I'm still working on him. I'm still working on Brick. So if you guys know him, tell him that you want to hear him on the Photon Podcast. Uh, I I would like to talk some about the, uh, the emergency communication boxes that a lot of us have. And a lot of the reasons that we have them, um, and I'm not sure how I'll go about doing that, but uh, I built a couple, and, and mine are pretty bare bones, and I, I'd like to talk about doing one bare bones, because not everybody can go you know, afford to buy a $200 Gator case. So um, those are some ideas I've got out there as well, and um, you know, I, I'm always open for someone to share uh, something they're really good at or know a lot about, or an idea that they want to hear someone else talk about or learn through that expression. And uh, I'll take all the all the calls and all the emails you want to send over at AmateurRadio15.com. Well, what's the... Uh, so AmateurRadio15.com is the website. What's uh, what's the email address that you're, you're following? And to give us your Twitter handle and your Facebook also. Okay, well, the Facebook, I guess it's uh, forward slash photime... 
I think it's faux time. See, I told you I wasn't a Facebook guy. You can find a link to it on the AmateurRadio15.com website. The Twitter handle is at Podcast, all one word. And if you're totally just clueless about what faux time is, uh, it's F-O time, like you would say go time. Instead, we say faux time. Long story, don't need to get into it here, but it's it's uh, it, it wasn't really supposed to be here. It just kind of happened that way. But uh, at Photime Podcast is Twitter. And the email address is my first name, Charlie Alpha Lima Echo, Kale, at AmateurRadio15.com. So it's just my first name, Kale, at AmateurRadio15.com. And, uh, you know, check that all the time. But would love to hear from you. And and I've got to say this too, Jeremy, before we go any further. And I know you, you feel the same way regarding the viewers of your post on your YouTube channel. When when we put this stuff together and and get it out for others to partake and to listen to or to watch, and we tell you thank you for being here, thank you for watching, thank you for listening, we really mean it. It's not that we're just you know trying to be a suck up or we've just we're from the deep south so we have good manners. We sincerely appreciate you taking your time to share it with us because we know we're both fathers, we're both husbands. We know how it is. We know how it is to be pulled in 1,400 different directions at the same time in the, every day. But you're, you're taking some of your time to spend an hour with me on a podcast, to, to, to watch Jeremy's videos, half an hour here, 45 minutes there, sometimes 8 or 10 minutes. But you're giving us your time, and we know that you can never replace that time again once it's gone. And when we say thank you, guys, we sincerely appreciate it. And uh, just like I appreciate Jeremy giving me the opportunity to come share about the podcast on his channel, I appreciate you guys watching and listening to this. And on the podcast as well, when we air it there as well, I sincerely appreciate you being a part of what we're doing. We're sharing with you what our hearts are regarding this hobby. And um, it's still a, there's still a lot of good left in all of this. And while we can, we want to be able to enjoy it and share it with you as well. Absolutely. And I, uh, you know, as like I said, I, I appreciate the opportunity to uh, kind of be along on this journey with you and uh, contribute where I can. Well, folks, I think that's going to be it today for uh, our conversation with Kale. Again, the website is AmateurRadio15.com, AmateurRadio, one word, one five dot com. You can also reach it at itsfotime.com. Uh, Kale Nelson, K4CDN, founder and master control genius of the <laughs> the faux time radio podcast thanks so much uh for being here and uh folks i'll i'll say that one of the things that's been really important to us as far as getting content together is uh you know uh, this is a cliche but this is an amateur radio podcast for hams by hams and uh if there's anything you're interested in talking about anything interested your um anything you're interested in learning more about or want to hear about or if there's something you feel like you can speak expertly or and you have something to say that be valuable to other amateurs please leave a comment in the video below um, you know, shoot me a, a message on YouTube and uh, let us know, and uh, we'll get in touch with you and see uh, if you may be able to contribute as well. So, Kale, any parting thoughts? Jeremy, again, I just appreciate the opportunity to be here. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I I'm humbled that uh, that so many people have have shown interest in what we're doing, and I I'm I'm still having fun. I'm not bored. It's not wearing me out, and uh, my wife is still kind of smiling when I go up to the barn to do this. So uh, that that's a good sign that we're going to go for a while, and we're, I'm I'm re willing and ready to go as long as you guys are wanting to listen and, and bring topics to us. But 73, and thanks so much for your time. 
All right. Thanks, Kale. And uh, thanks, as always, folks, for watching or listening, depending on how you look at it. Um, folks, there's a good chance this will wind up as a material over on Time as well for those who don't want to try to listen on YouTube. And again, apologize um, for us being unable to do this as a video. But I will say 73 to everyone. Thanks for watching. Again, this is KF7IJZ. And that wraps up the interview, episode six, Bravo. And uh, we still have a lot of exciting stuff to come. So a special thank you to Jeremy, KF7IJZ. Make sure you check out his YouTube channel. It is linked here in the show notes, along with most everything else that I talked about that could be linked to. We do appreciate our show sponsor, mtcradio.com. And uh, some of the other folks that we talked about have their links there as well. So a big shout out to my buddy, Ken Blanchard, the black man with a gun. Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting.com, Bricolore, and everyone else. Thank you for helping to make Photime what I would consider successful. We'll catch you on the next real episode, episode seven, coming up soon. Till then, 73. Thanks for downloading, listening, and subscribing to AmateurRadio15.com presents Photime, the other ham radio podcast. You can find our past episodes, web links, and more at AmateurRadio15.com. That's AmateurRadio15.com. Follow us on Twitter at Photime Podcast. And remember to visit our show sponsor, Main Trading Company, at MTCRadio.com. Till next time. 73s.